Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of A Case for the FBI, Cross-Examining Reality. I'm Cassie. And I'm Kristen. And today we are talking about the second episode of The Bachelor. Yes. Well, I think y'all already know where we're going with this one. Another death. (laughs) I mean, I feel like our podcast is almost bad luck. Like, what's happening? Yes. And I mean... I guess that's just our thing now is we're going to begin every episode talking about a Hollywood death. So what is this week's Hollywood death, Cassie? (sighs) The one and only Bob Saget. That's right. Danny Tanner. Pour one out. Pour one out for old Danny Tanner boy. I mean, that would like, you know, Betty White was shocking because like we just kind of had this idea that she was going to live forever. But like, again, she Mm -hmm. was 100. Bob Mm -hmm. Saget was 65. Yeah, which 65, I mean, I understand everyone's sort of like perception of age is different, but like 65 is young until like mm-hmm. it seems like we don't really know the cause. There is no suspected foul play, no drugs yeah. were found. So I don't know what happened. Um, I don't I don't know if we will. I mean, I'll probably take some time. Yeah. Um, but I mean, 65 is in the grand scheme of things young. Definitely. And I feel like it's one of those ones almost kind of similar to Betty White, where it's like a little bit sad because, you know, people, especially our age, we grew up watching Full House. I mean, I personally feel like I've actually seen every episode so many times. I don't even know. Yeah, exactly. And I um, know I hate to admit it, but I'm also a fan of Fuller House. All right. When they kept cranking out those seasons, I was like, someone out there is watching it, obviously. It was not me. me. What did you think of Fuller House? Like having a scene of all of Full House? Let me tell you, if Candace Cameron Burke wasn't so freaking cheesy and gross (laughs) and sounding so rehearsed, it would have been excellent. Everybody else was great. I have so much respect for Jodie Sweetin and just everything she's been through. I love her. I love Stephanie Tanner, her whole just everything about her I love and I love the little cameos from like Bob and John Stamos and all that Bob was more of like a he was like a regular character no he was like a lesser character yeah he like popped in and out from time to time he wasn't on the show always okay I do feel like growing up like we felt like he was like a dad to us too like he was a father figure for us because I mean I would argue that Full House was like one of the biggest shows of its time. It was on for what, 10 to 12 years. Like that was a big show. Like everybody knows Full House. Everybody knows who Danny Tanner is. I mean, you can't like if you make a reference to the show and someone doesn't get it, it's like, do you live under a rock? Where did like, did you grow up in Malaysia? Like, have you never seen Full House? Exactly. Did your parents hate you? Were you in a religious cult? (laughs) And Danny Tanner was just such a good dad to yeah. those girls too. And I feel like too, it, it may like resonate a little differently with women just seeing like, you know, how he treated his daughters, especially being a single dad. Like you're right that I feel like that was totally ahead of its time. And like, yeah, living with uncle Jesse and uncle Joey, mm-hmm. like what a different sort of like blended Dynamic. family more or yeah. less. Um, and obviously Danny Tanner was a huge part of that. Um, you know, and then afterwards, I think like Bob's had it 
Bob Saget had a big um, stand-up career and that's what he was doing the night before he passed, unfortunately. And I think he had like just started uh, a stand-up tour, which Mm -hmm. is tragic that, uh, you know, it came to this end and he will not be performing anymore. But I guess he went out doing what he loves. Um, I think my favorite part about like Bob Saget versus Danny Tanner is they could not be more polar opposites. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Bob Saget's comedy was not tame it was not for family viewing he I personally thought he was hilarious Um, definitely quite opposite of how I always kind of viewed him as Danny Tanner and it's definitely a huge loss especially for what is the word I'm looking for like the entertainment yeah the Hollywood community yeah especially him being so young and Mm -hmm. It just is. It really is sad. I'm not going to lie. Not as sad as Betty White, in my (laughs) humble opinion. I mean, there probably isn't much. Like, can you think of personally, like, a a sadder celebrity death than Betty White for you? I don't know. I mean, I know I wasn't really alive when Selena died. But Uh watching that movie, man, (laughs) I think it really hits me because, like, she was born the year that my mom was born and then died the year that I was born. So it Uh was, like, very much like, what, like that she was like my mom's age like what she had me like it kind of freaks me out that one even re-watching the movie every time that one just really gets me to my core other than selena i can't think of one that hits me quite as hard as betty white even michael jackson that one was rough i know i was gonna say i feel like everyone remembers where they were when michael jackson died which i mean he died in 2007 i think so we were in middle school um i mean obviously kobe bryant just like even if you didn't really like have an, an affinity for Cody, Kobe Bryant like me personally I didn't you know worship him like some people may have but the whole like circumstance circumcision <laughs> the entire circumcision so the entire circumcision which <laughs> I feel I'm sorry Kobe rest in peace I should not be laughing no, he ruined my birthday <laughs> That's true. I literally was driving home from your birthday when I I feel like someone texted me or something that was like, oh my God, Kobe died. And I was like, this is one of those things where it's like, you know, every few years, like some celebrity dies, quote unquote dies. And then their publicist has to come out and be like, oh no, they're alive and well, like everything's good. We're fine. Obviously rest in peace, especially since he was with his daughter, because that's depressing and everything. And obviously I don't want anyone to die, especially Kobe Bryant and his child on the way to her basketball game but I'm like y'all couldn't have waited to get in the helicopter like a day later because yeah now my birthday will live in infamy forever because Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter accident like not because I was born and that I mean sorry this probably isn't what you want to hear but that definitely is going to happen because Steve Jobs died on my sister's birthday and I'm going to remember that forever like when there's a death tied to someone's birthday or just like a big date in your life you're never gonna forget it's never that the same. so yep so kobe, r.i.p kobe you can have january 26th i guess <laughs> but you're a close second for sure thank you i appreciate sure. <laughs> um so i'm gonna segue into talking about something completely different And I'm wondering if you saw this list that I saw on Instagram today, and it is the top earning TikTokers of 2022. So I guess this is based on the money that they made in 2021. Do you want to guess who the the richest TikToker? 
TikToker of 2021 is in terms of earnings? Okay, I am gonna say that it's either mm-hmm. Addison Ray or Charlie D'Amelio. Charlie D'Amelio. She wow. is the one. Yes, Charlie. De- How do you say her last name? You D'Amelio. 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 What I mean, tomato. Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> she made seventeen point five million. Oh my um, god. Which. Honestly, when I thought about it at first, I was like, that's not a lot of money. But considering she made that in one year. Yeah. Like, just doing TikTok. Just doing TikTok and just doing like, I mean, I guess, she, you know, she had her Dunkin drink. I don't know how much money she makes off of that. Is she um, just dancing? Like, what is her content? I don't understand. Yeah, I think like her content on TikTok now is just like basically dancing. And also, too, it's gotten to the point like I think she and her sister who uh, also, by the way, Dixie D'Amelio is number two um, with $10 million. But I think her and her sister have a um, clothing line together. So oh. they like a lot of her feed is just like her promoting the clothing line. Like it's not even mm-hmm. her doing like antics or dances anymore. Um, Which also, by the way, like the name Dixie, like that's problematic, that's right? Problematic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like she should change that. Yeah. yeah she probably, she probably should also confront her mother about that decision. <laughs> I don't know what they were going after there. I mean, I th- that's like, this is my daughter, Plantation D'Amelio. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, girl. This and this a- girl cannot be 22 years old. Like, she was born past the 2000s. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think she's like, yeah, I think she's like a few years younger than us. But yeah, th- this is my daughter. Um, The South will rise again. D'Amelio. Yeah, this is Confederacy. <laughs> It's, it's, we're just walking around acting like Dixie D'Amelio is not problematic. So that's Mm-mm. why I wanted to confirm with you that, you know, I'm not just being a snowflake. Okay. Confirmed. Um, so a number, problem. Number three, you had guessed Addison Ray, um, okay. 8.5 million. Out of all of like the top TikTokers, I do occasionally go to her page just to see what's going on. Um, which she still does do a lot of dances and stuff, but she yeah. just is pretty cringe and just like weird. But I guess I, I'm actually surprised that she's like third because I swear I see her the most on like other, like I see her the most on like the Today Show or like Jimmy Kimmel. So I'm yeah. just like, dang girl, like you're out here really performing in these streets and these other two bitches are just crushing you. Yeah, Charlie made over twice her amount and yeah, I, agree. I mean I it like- has her own show what does addison got some cameos on the kardashians right yeah i don't really that didn't really make a lot of sense to me either so yeah did you watch the demelio show on hulu i didn't but i do have some interest in it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i do i'm not gonna lie i watched it i Was did it good? i watched it a few months ago when it like first came out um uh-huh. i'm not gonna say it was good no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> That's not the word I have. What for I'm it. not going to say is that. I will say, I mean, it, it was interesting, especially because I know nothing about them. Like, I know, yeah. you know, we're sitting here and we're like, D- what did they do? So I know nothing about them. And it like follows them and their mom and dad, too, who mm-hmm. are like now also pseudo famous. So it follows them around. But the thing that I hated the most is so that, you know, it's just, you know, your typical reality show, like following the family around 
And the whole time, well, first of all, Charlie is like not even really on the show. Like she's kind of there, but it basically is just like Dixie's show the whole time. And basically the whole time she is crying about being famous and how she is so overwhelmed from being famous and how much pressure it is while she is on a show for Hulu. Make that not only is her name (laughs) problematic, but she's problematic. Which I get, like, I'm sure her emotions are real and everything, like, that's valid, but it's just, it's sort of like a, like a, oh my gosh, like, why do I have to be so, like, rich and popular and famous? But let me go become more rich and popular. So it's hard, like, you know, I can, I can see why their situation would be hard, but like, okay, maybe not sign a deal with Hulu to follow you around. Like, I continue to promote it. I really had a hard time, like sympathizing with her and i don't know maybe that makes me sound like a bad person i don't know but i don't think so she also just kind of like rubbed me the wrong way she's kind of like i mean the whole everything on tiktok is cringe (laughs) so anyways so i would say go ahead and watch it if you're intrigued and you just like want to know more about their family and like what their deal is um because i think it's you know only six episodes or something um okay yeah so it's short. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't any crazy commitment. Um, so I would say go for it. But I, I'm not expecting you to come out on the other side being like I worship the Demelios. You know, honestly, who knows? That. Who knows? Anything could happen. Um, so Anything. we had Addison Bay number three, <laughs> number four. Do you know who Bella Porch is? No, absolutely not. I have no, here. I'll show you a picture over Zoom. Do you what? know who this woman is? No. Ew. What? It's Bella Porch and Josh Richards. I've heard of him before, Josh Richards. He's like, he has a podcast now on Barstool. Uh huh. But Bella Porch, like, that girl could walk past walk past me on the street and I just wouldn't really know who she was well that guy I'm almost I'm not certain but so my sister-in-law hi Jody I hope you're listening you're probably not but I'm gonna shout you out anyway um her best friend Anne is like obsessed with some TikTok guy and I'm almost Uh wondering if it's if it's that dude really yeah he's like real young and she like literally has him as her phone background stop and he's like shouted her out in a TikTok before. Like she loves him. Oh my God. We need to know. I'm going to have to confirm. TikToker is Jody, if you're listening, we need confirmation. Because I mean, this <laughs> Josh Richards kid, I mean, he he looks very young. He's, yeah, probably, I, he's probably not, but. Um, he's pro- I think he's, I think the guy that she like likes is like 19, 20. Like he's oh young. God. Oh, which also, by the way, do you know about like the hype house and the sway house and all that? No, what is that, it? Like, so, like, all of the famous TikTokers, they will like live in houses in LA together Ew. and name them. And it's just like they just live together. Like, they like, go to college. Yeah. Be- like, the <laughs> lighthouse. <laughs> is this gingerbread Rite Aid? I don't know. <laughs> Basically, except these houses are like $10 million, but essentially just filled with men who think that they are hotter than they actually are. Um, but anyways, they actually just put out, I forget, I think it's Hype House. Just um, I saw that on Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested in watching that. I feel like I'm going to cancel myself if I actually go ahead and watch it just because I'm better than that. Um, <laughs> but it's like the it's research. Like, 
I'm intrigued. Like, especially because for the podcast, for the research, it's a show prep. You can write it off on your taxes. It's work. I sh- yeah, billable hours. <laughs> I I just want to see like what the what the deal is like yeah. with this whole generation of kids and like oh my god like I don't I literally feel like I sound like a boomer because I'm like I don't get it I don't it it really went downhill for me with the Tide Pods and it's just gotten worse. <laughs> And now here we are. Here we um, are. So then last but not least, uh, rounding out the top five, I most definitely don't know who these people are. <laughs> Avani, Greg, and Chris Collins. Have you ever seen these two women in your life? No, but what is the one, the one on the left? Why is she cheesing like that? She looks high. <laughs> she does. She looks like a puppet kind of. She's like, <laughs> um, I don't know who those people are, um, but they made four point seven five million dollars. And you know what? That's more than I made. So congratulations, ladies! And you know, yeah. Shout shout out to them. I don't have anything else to add um, about <laughs> them. So, anyways, you go, ladies! Congratulations! I, congratulations! I feel like you and I both are definitely on an entirely separate uh, side of TikTok than the oh a hundred than the sway house addison race of the world yeah i got people dancing in jail like i'm not on that side of tiktok yes exactly they're dancing but they are not in hollywood houses nope they're in prison trying to pass the time during their life sentences how do those people get internet in jail i don't know i know that's that's the part that cracks me up because it's like contraband like of course they're gonna get phones in but then it's like not only do they get the phones in but then they have access to the internet yeah to film their dances i mean honestly is jail just a different version of hype house hot uh, take oh you might be on to something watching like six months the hype house they're all gonna go to jail oh my god that's the new thing and where they're where they're matching orange jumpsuits i don't hate it i don't hate it (laughs) You heard it here first on the pod. Yes, it was our idea. If anybody takes it, yeah, Cassie's idea. <laughs> I I am endorsing it, but it definitely was your idea. <laughs> All right, so I guess do you want to get into this um this dumpster fire that we should call Clayton's episode number two? God, where to begin? Well, I guess we could just start. <laughs> At the beginning, which um, the very first line of my notes is Hillary Duff, question mark, question mark. I stand Hillary Duff. Love her. You want to know why I think they did it? I think they did it for her new show that's coming out. How I Met Your Father. Exactly. And then Um, immediately afterwards, they had a commercial for. Exactly. Exactly. Which And the thing that I was confused about, though, was like they were throwing a party for kids. They weren't her kids. Yeah, we never really got that. Like, who is Maya? Maya is not a white person, so definitely not Hillary Duff's <laughs> child. We, yeah, we never really got the whole background on like who these kids, like whose kids they borrowed for the date. Literally um, borrowed. So their their date um, was them setting up this birthday party for Maya. What do you think of just that date idea in general? Like, do you think? Do you think it was that's a stupid date? Yes. 
I think it's real stupid. And look, I know that they were trying to paint Cassidy out to be the villain. Look, I don't know if it's because it's one recruiter to another recruiter. I don't know what it is, but I liked her fucking mojo. She was over here. I like, look, I'm not here to build a house for children. I'm here to marry this man, Clayton. And what did she do? She got her time. And what happened? He liked it. He liked it. She got a rose. She sure did. They made out. I mean, maybe the girls hated her, but like, who really cares what the girls think about you? I knew we I were gonna. Know. I knew we were gonna disagree on this because I actually was very pissed at the time. But just because I know I'm the kind of person, if Hillary Duff is like, "Okay, you need to build this dollhouse," I'll be like, "Okay, I'll go build the dollhouse now." Like, I don't <laughs> even bare hands. Like, I don't have to build this dollhouse. Like, I just am so like submissive to authority. Where I'm like, "Okay, yeah, just go build it." you know, that I was upset. Well, just because also a lot of the other women were going all out with what they were doing for this party. Like, I don't know who they were, but the girl who was the clown. Oh God. I know she understood the assignment. She really, she really was a clown. (laughs) She looked like a clown. Yeah. As Nikki would say, so I really think like what Cassie did was messed up. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, where it's like, she's like, okay, yeah, I, like, I don't, I don't care about the dollhouse. Like, I'm here for this man. But it's also just kind of like, this was the whole deal of the date. Like, it, you're kind of just, I don't know. The, that's like just the whole theme of The Bachelor. It's just like, how, yeah. especially in the early parts, like, how are you going to get your time? Yeah. How are you going to stand out? So it's like, and you know, I can't hate on that, but she just completely was then like immersed in controversy for the rest of the episode and everyone was pitted against 100 percent. no and i saw it coming from a mile away like as soon as she started getting like a little aggressive i mean yeah it it's like very conflicting to me because i feel like if i was on the show i feel like i would think the same way that she does like i personally think that i would be like thinking strategically and I think that's what Cassidy is doing yeah um and I I think that's just like a recruiter mindset like we have to be aggressive to be successful we have to be a little bit cutthroat but still you have to be a personable person so I mean that might just be me projecting onto Cassidy (laughs) but I I thought I was like she's a genius yeah I mean some feelings are gonna get hurt but like she's getting what she wants exactly and he remembered her it carried through to like the end of the episode like and then you know not trying to jump ahead too much but I think this is how you tell a good recruiter from a bad recruiter Shanae another recruiter Mm -hmm. comes in and she's like "Ooh, what Cassidy did was good and she tried to replicate it but she did not do it well yeah that she just came out like a dumb bitch they were scheming something and yeah it was terrible execution on chinese yeah cassidy Um, is over here making six figures miss shanae over here is lucky if she's hitting 80k okay mm -hmm, i heard that um but going back to the the birthday date i i just feel like it didn't sit well with me just because like the whole like it just made cassie look like a terrible team player which I understand, like, they're not on a team, but it just, like, I don't know. It just, it didn't sit well with me, and then she dropped a cake on the ground, and, like. Now, that was a bitch move. That was just her being, like, rude. Like, that had yeah. no, there was no gain for her in that situation. And then she also told the girl whose birthday I think it was, like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> she, I don't care about like, you She's like, I don't like kids. Like, whatever. <laughs> she's like, what the. 
was it Serene? Was that her name? That was like the teacher and she was there. I really yeah. liked her. She was sweet. Yeah. See, that's what I, I feel like that's what they're really going after with the date was like, how are you around kids? How are you in terms of like, you know, putting this together? Because I mean, I guess that's the thing that you do when your mom is like, you got to put birthday parties together. So I feel like I understood where they were coming from. And then Cassie just like, I feel like she probably would have behaved that way regardless of whatever the date was. 100%. Like, so it would just, like, it didn't even matter the context. Um, yeah. I definitely so- thought the date was silly though. Like I was like, this is. Yeah. It definitely, they, it's a date that I've never seen like any date like that before um but it is better than a lot of times for the uh, definitely in the first few episodes for the for the date they will do things that will make like the women or men take their clothes off and it's just like what are like they'll make like especially if it's a bachelorette and they're yeah like the men will have Mm -hmm. to like take their shirts off and like do all this stuff so I thought this was a good alternative to that because when those dates happen I do get it makes me mad like later in the episode when they did that like obstacle course and they like were rolling around in the jelly like yeah like climb over the breadcrumbs yeah how is that a date like how is that fun like it just makes everyone look stupid um I I do like the premise of the date like the idea I just wish they would have executed it a little bit better like I just feel like there are better ways that these women could have interacted with children and like shown their maternal instincts or whatever they were going through yeah well they did that a lot last season with Michelle who is the bachelorette Mm -hmm. who is a teacher and you know doing like different dates that were centered around like classroom classroom themes and stuff like that um, so later in the date, when they have the like cocktail hour or whatever you call it that night, I want to know what possessed our good friend Clayton to wear a hooded sweatshirt with a tweed jacket over top. Can you tell us what, what I probably said, Colton, can you tell us what Clayton was thinking there? Clayton wasn't thinking Clayton okay. was like, I'm so good looking. I don't have to think about what I'm wearing. Talk about looking like a clown. The second I laid eyes on him, I was like, you look absurd. You like really these girls do. are in their freaking prom dresses and you're over here looking like a bomb. That is one of the wackiest things is like the women are dressed to the nines when yes. they're going when they're going to cocktail hour and stuff. Yeah. And the men which like not as bad as the hooded sweatshirt. But sometimes they'll wear like a V-neck T-shirt underneath a blazer, and it's just like, like what do you what, like? Do you think you're an express model? Like, put a collared <laughs> shirt on, like trying to keep it chill. Although, looks- wasn't Dale from Claire's season? I think he was actually an express model. <laughs> was he? I heard oh. that on Girls Gotta Eat podcast. In case they're listening, plug. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Raina. <laughs> hey, girls. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was basically all i had to say for the first group date was there anything else that stuck out to you no so let me go on to the date with susie (laughs) which i mean that thing that came to mind for me was how over the top they were about the fact that they were about to get on a goddamn helicopter let me just tell you susie 
let me clue you in, sis. Hot take. You can drive down a little bit further south to old Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and you can pay some random dude $50, and he will put you in a helicopter and take you all the way around Myrtle Beach. How do I know? I did it senior week, 2013, okay? Guys, it's a helicopter. It is not like this dude bought her a yacht and is taking her to see Elton John performed live on the yacht. It's a helicopter. Like I said, you could pay $50 and some random Joe Schmo will show you around town. And it's not, not, it's not very romantic to be sitting in the helicopter and have to talk to each other through the headsets. No. And like you could tell they still couldn't hear each other very well. So I'm like, what are we, what are we learning about each other? And all date. they did was fly over the freaking house. Yes, exactly. Which of course, of course they did. Of course they had to. So the girls were like, oh my God, that's them. And I'm like, well, duh. They're I literally know. about to like touch hands with you. Who else is it? <laughs> I really was thinking that when they were like, oh my God, do you know who that is? Who is that? Like they're asking the other girls in the house like they <laughs> who would is know. That? In my head, I was like, I really hope that one of the producers was like, yes, like it's Clayton and Susie up in the helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> Just to, so that they knew for sure. Ruin their day. But then they land the helicopter on the yacht. Yeah. What did you I think mean, of the yacht portion? I mean, I guess that's kind of cool, but um, it would be nice, like be on a be on a yacht out in the water by yourself. I definitely thought what happened on the yacht was disgusting the making it was just so no like this like I just feel so cringy and uncomfortable thinking about me and this one other person barely dancing in their case with this lady just singing to me yes so this is like a bachelor tradition where they will have artists come on and perform on dates people who you have never heard of before (laughs) they're literally just standing there dancing together and you can just kind of feel the tension which I don't know if now I'm projecting because me personally I don't like to just like grab someone and just slow dance with them like I'm just too awkward to do that especially in a situation like that where there is nobody else literally no one like it's just you and like you're looking at each other but it's not really like appropriate to talk to each other and you also don't know who the artist is who's performing you can't like sing along you know what song it is (laughs) so you just gotta like stand there and sway for two minutes oh that was so awkward I totally forgot about that part because as soon as I saw the singer I was like here we go to the portion of the show where we have a random artist on that they're going to hype up to make it seem like they're a Grammy award-winning artist. I'm just glad we made it through all of Susie's dad's like major organs. All of his main organs. She The main ones only. I thought she was cool. I mean, she really didn't like razzle dazzle me the whole time. I, I thought, you know, she was cool. And Clayton just kept saying like, oh, she's so humble. She's like, you know, down the earth, which I, I, I got all of that too, but she didn't really like seem to set the world on fire. But no. then she said all of my dad's like main organs began to shut down. And yeah. you could just tell that like <laughs> something was failing, like he had like kidney failure or something. And she just like, like all the main ones. What it was. Yeah, she was like, like all the main ones. And all I knew it's just like that which... he was in bad shape. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I'm like, honey, which 
I would like clarification from Susie on which ones are not Maine. Maybe like if he was going, if he was going blind. Yeah. Yeah. Is the skin (laughs) a main organ? Ooh. I think it's the largest organ in your body, right? Isn't skin? Yeah. That's the only organ I can think of failing. That's not like um, a main one. You can just graft your body back together. Exactly. They could figure that out. I mean, I guess like, well, no, I mean, you would die if you went to kidney failure, but like you could get a kidney transplant, but that's still not ideal. No, it's not ideal. So, well, the thoughts and prayers out to Susie's dad's and main her organs. Dad. Yeah, the main ones only, though. <laughs> In which case, it's kind of incredible that he, all of his main organs were failing and he survived. All of them. All the main ones. All the main ones. That <laughs> Just, you oh, know, the marquee Susie. organs. Oh, Susie. All right. So then we move on to the other group date of the episode, um, which is when the girls and Clayton go to do a sort of like red flag situation. Never have I ever, which I thought was fun, but I thought it was. Yeah. And I thought, you know, obviously you actually learned about the women and stuff. And like, you know, some that one girl who admitted that she cheated on her ex-boyfriend elizabeth wait was that who it was yes shout out to her for not lying but it's like it's not a great look that's (laughs) a red flag honey obviously yes um which also so this was hosted by um z-way the comedian z-way are you familiar with z-way she has like her own little like talk show and she just like cracks me up with the questions that she asks yeah i think it's on hulu or no it's on peacock i think Oh, it's like a talk show. It's almost like um, what's that? One, the fern one. You know what I'm talking about? That, oh, like, between between the ferns. Yes, it's or between almost kind of. Ferns. Yeah, it's almost kind of like that, like that humor. I was like trying the to Zach say, Galifianakis. Yeah, humor. I was gonna say sadistic humor, but I just don't think that that's <laughs> quite it. Um, Self-deprecating, like almost. Like, you can't tell that they're being humorous. Oh, sarcastic? Yeah, kind of. Okay. But she just, like, she will, she asks questions. Like, she's not beating around the bush. Right. She's asking the hard-hitting questions. Yeah. And it's so funny. Like, people just, like, don't. It's almost kind of dry humor, too. Like, where she's, like, you can't tell if she's serious or if she's joking. Okay. That's good to know. Because I, they said Z-Way, and I'm like, Z, am I, how do you pronounce her name? I think that's right. Z-Way? Yeah, I think and that's I'm like, right. How, I don't know this. Woman. Yeah, but I think her show's on Peacock. I would definitely, I, I feel like you would think it was funny. Okay, I'll check it out. So that's when, on this date, that is when we see the beginning come out. of Shanene and Elizabeth conflict. Which also, I feel like the whole Shanene name is kind of a little bit problematic. That is also very problematic. I mean, she can't help it that her name is Shanae. Why does it have to be when you get like loud Aggressive. that you yeah. are now Shanae? Yeah, I don't love it. Also, I don't, I don't recall the Shanae being quiet either. If you're like quiet and reserved, you probably wouldn't be on The Bachelor. I'm just making yeah. like a blanket statement there. Just some connection. <laughs> so that's when we see the beginnings of the drama. It starts with Elizabeth, who basically pulled a Cassidy. And when they start this date, she just like beelines right to Clayton to sit next to him for this date. Mm-hmm. And Shanae is like giving her shade about it and is like, 
mad at her about it, but it's like she kind of was, you know, doing a Cassidy where she was going after what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just not executing it as well, in my opinion. Like she very much was like, she was just rude. Like she yeah. wasn't being, I think there can be a, a difference between being like direct and aggressive as opposed to just being like rude and like not tactful and like grumpy about it Um, and she also when they were doing the competition or whatever she legit did like push elizabeth out of the way like yeah elizabeth said she like kicked her legs out from underneath of her so then Sinead proceeds to go on and do my least favorite thing in all of Bachelor Kingdom, which is go to the Bachelor or Bachelorette and compl- spend your alone time with them complaining about somebody else and how yep. they're being mean to you. Yeah. Especially if it's uns- unsubstantiated. Like she's just kind of like pulling things out of thin air about Elizabeth. I mean, even in their conversation, it was like hard to follow because it was like, she was like, you're being two-faced. And she was like, how? She was like, you just looked at me like I wasn't there. And I was like, do you understand what it means to be two-faced? Because I think she just maybe didn't acknowledge her comment. That doesn't mean that she's two-faced. And And then she held on to the ADHD thing. Oh my God, I wanted to die. I was like, shut up. (laughs) So that was... I thought it was really messed up that she yeah. made, like outed her to everyone else in and, the room, and then just kept harping on it, like like making it like it. it like it was. She made a joke out of it, yeah. And it's like obvious. And then Elizabeth says, like, yeah, I wasn't really trying to like tell everybody. Have, yeah, like that's her business, and yeah. you know, she well, also just, she's acting like it's something that no one's ever heard of, and no one has it. Like I'm just like, why is this like? It's like she found the golden ticket. She's like, this is it. This is what I hold on to, and this is right. how I win. So it it was just I don't know what she, and she's saying that like Elizabeth told her that she loved her. Like Elizabeth mm-hmm. says, I love you, and I'm like, what? Like y'all literally met three days ago. But I'm not gonna even go on that you're being recorded and say that like Elizabeth like never said I love you, which Sinead was like, you said you loved me the other day, and Elizabeth was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> she's like, I don't love you, and she's like, what is that? Your ADHD, and I'm like, come on, what? Uh, like, I don't know who is, you probably think that Sinead is more of a mess than Cassidy. I don't know between the two. Like, they both have crazy eyes. Like, I can see the, the they, craziness in their eyes. They legit look so so much alike it's honestly confusing and scary yes Yes. i need one or both of them to get gone so i can keep it straight i'm cassidy get rid of shanae who's the who's the troublemaker at the end of that group date sarah ends up getting the date rose which we don't really know a lot about sarah um but she seemed really sweet and clayton seemed really about it i was really happy that the end of that date was not as problematic as the end of the first group date where he could have like given the rose to shanae or elizabeth honestly and it would have like caused a shit did bring shanae up so he was thinking about it I feel bad for Clayton in this situation because he's like getting a lot of different information from different people. And I'm sure he's not trying to like discount people, but it's also like someone is obviously lying in the situation or like, you know, fabricating things. You know, obviously we're getting like we see it on TV. We know it's actually going down. But when Clayton is like getting fed this information, I'm sure it's conflicting. Because it's like two people telling you two different things. And it's like, how are you supposed to decide which person you believe when you met them like 45 minutes ago? Right. Which also, of course, in this episode, we see 
women and Clayton saying that like they're f- not falling, but like they're developing such deep connection. Mm, I couldn't even keep up with how many girls he made out with on this episode. Oh my gosh. Yes. That is my least favorite part of the whole show is the making out and then the ASMR in <laughs> sounds the of it microphone. or like their mouth. Oh. Like, bleh. I hate watching people kiss. I hate it Mm -hmm. so much. And there was a lot of that going on, which I hope does not continue. Like some bachelors or bachelorettes, they like some of them like to make out more than others. But considering he made out with like five different women on night one, I guess that is like a little preview of what we have to look forward to this season. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, he made out with all of them. Every last one of them. I swear. So Although even- I will say I did not like how Sierra interjected herself in the Cassidy or no, it wasn't Cassidy, was it? It was Shanae and Elizabeth situation. But what I do need to say is Sierra girl, what is your skincare routine? <laughs> Cause I need to know your skin is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And I need to know what you put on your body to sparkle like that. I need to know she looked amazing. <laughs> Well, if you go to her Instagram, she probably is peddling something. She has probably some kind of product on there that she uses that you could try. She's going to tell me it's CeraVe or some stupid shit and I'm going to be bad. I just use water and a toner. (laughs) Just a little loofah. So even though this whole episode was basically shrouded in Cassidy and Shanae and Elizabeth drama, were there any other moments that really stuck out to you other than what we've talked about? Honestly, no. I really think Cassidy and Shanae really took over the episode tonight. I mean, you almost even forget about Susie's one-on-one date. It was just like so, I mean, like she literally made me cry laughing talking about main <laughs> organs. But at the end of the day, when I think about the episode, her date is not what comes to mind. I'm thinking oh. about Cassidy literally not doing shit for Hillary Duff's birthday party right. and I think about Shanae acting like a damn crazy person <laughs> right and hating on those who have ADHD which is not yeah. not cool so of course so at silly. the end of the episode we are left on the classic classic to be continued shot cliffhanger um which is upsetting to me because typically in the bachelor at the end of every episode you get the rose ceremony you know, kind of everything that comes to a head on the rose ceremony. And that's the end of the episode. When they do this to be continued nonsense, it really messes with the flow of the show. So then when we come back on the next episode, there's going to be a rose ceremony within like the first 30 minutes. Well, especially since they're like skipping a week. So it's like even more so like, right now we have to wait two weeks for you to, to see if you're going to take Shanae's rose back or not. Like, that's what we know you're thinking about doing. He's like, has no. anyone ever taken a rose back uh, to be continued? We know what you're doing, which I think ABC listened to our last episode because we got way less Jesse Palmer. Thank, thank God. God. Thank, thank God. God. <laughs> Way less, except for when at the very end, when Clayton is like, Jesse and Jesse comes over. Like, I don't know what sort of insight you plan on getting from Jesse Palmer, but I guess we'll try it. Especially about like what's happened on the show. He's like, he doesn't know. He probably has never watched the show. Yeah. 
Yeah. He has exactly. no idea what happens. The, <laughs> I mean, y'all heard like the whole host thing is just so irrelevant. But yeah, so now like going forward with the with the episodes, we'll get like rose ceremonies in the middle of the episode and it just like messes up with the flow until finally mm-hmm. we'll get an episode where it's like they'll have two rose ceremonies in one episode or something and then we'll finally get caught up with it. But it just throws me off like Yeah. But I mean Like let's stick to the script. Right, exactly. I like predictability. Yeah. Now, do you think that he is going to try to get Cassidy's rose back? Was it Cassidy or was it Shanae that he's trying to get the rose back? It's Cassidy because I forget who it was, but a girl knew that Cassidy had a friend with benefits right that before the Sierra. show. That, that was, was where Sierra, Sierra okay. pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so upset because I was like, damn, bitch, you're so beautiful. But the skin is so nice. Yes. Oh, my when God. in the pot. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So I was upset about that. I think he is because I think he's extremely sensitive. And I think that he is just so like reactionary, which I think we saw with um with the first chick. Yeah. Sally. Sally May or whatever the hell her name was. <laughs> I mean, she literally is like, I can't do it. And he's like, here's a rose to show that I want you to be here. It's like, sir, you, yeah. you should have been like, okay, bye. Yeah. There's the door, bitch. So do you feel like if it's true that what's her face Cassidy. Cassidy if Cassidy had a friends with benefits shortly before the show do you think that's okay or do you think that is grounds for Clayton to ask her to leave I actually feel like it's okay and the reason why is everyone had a life before the show right what was she supposed to just like cut off every person she's dating talking to whatever just in anticipation that she might be on the show I mean and also too like I'm a firm believer of not putting all your eggs in one basket like I personally if I'm in a relationship I'm monogamous I'm not trying to have multiple boyfriends and I'm certainly not trying to share my man but at the same time it's like when you're first seeing how things go like she hasn't met this man yet they haven't even been on a date she doesn't know anything about this guy so is it really that absurd for her to be like I, I can't tell you what I'm doing but like I'll, I'll I'll talk to you when I get back like I don't understand what the issue is really I don't I agree with you especially because like when these women apply to go on the show like they don't even know who the bachelor is like yeah. they just know that they're applying to go on the bachelor I mean so I agree like they shouldn't be expected to just drop everything in their life I mean should she have been like straight up dating someone no but like if they're friends with benefits i feel like that would be fine however like when she was talking to sierra the part that they got on camera and her friends with benefits was talking about like okay well when you're done you can come home and we can watch the the tv show that you're on together because i guess he does like she wasn't allowed to say that she was on the bachelor um which i guess i mean he said that but probably not knowing obviously that she was going on the bachelor i mean who's like i'm having sex with this girl she's definitely going on the bachelor like i feel like i would be like oh she's probably going on survivor or something like right i mean i definitely wouldn't be like she's gonna go maybe marry someone in the next eight weeks right (laughs) we may or may not still never talk again yeah so it'll be interesting the way it plays out but i think you're right that clayton is very emotional and very reactionary and it seems like he I mean, he's like taking all of this information as it comes when like all of these people are just talking shit about one another. But it does seem that he kind of just like, it feels like he's not really thinking things all the way through. 
So it will it will be interesting personally if I were him. I mean, he knows that she kind of was like the center of the of the drama this week. So I feel like if I were him, I would let her keep the rose and then keep her around for like another week. And if I still am like really feeling her and willing to look past all the friends with benefits stuff, you know, she doesn't actually seem like she just is a narcissist and crazy. It'd be worth it. But otherwise, if she's acting a fool, bye girl. No, I, I definitely agree because I I think she definitely was giving me like Claire vibes from the first episode, <laughs> but actually executing it in a way that a man would like. Like yeah. she was being confident, not a bro about it like she was being aggressive and like you know kind of giving stereotypical men vibes mm-hmm. um but like in a way that a man would like like she came off as confident not like like super gross and territorial aggressive and exactly and you can tell that he genuinely liked it so I do think that I mean obviously ugh, shocking I I do like Cassidy I like her I can't I like her vibe I like her strategy I'm kind of digging it I'm sorry guys if y'all hate me for it it's fine we'll get past it but I do agree I think he needs to just like let her keep the rose see if she remains problematic and go from there that's especially because it's so early like fine like there's so many other women in like you know, if you really feel like you're feeling her and you want to, you really like that confidence that she had, then may as well keep her. But well, also too, I just, one of the things that's like kind of frustrating to me about him specifically is how, like, we're talking about how he's reactionary. Like you have put 30 women in this house together to compete for one man they are mm-hmm. seeing you make out with every bitch that walks back there to <laughs> talk to you okay of course sierra is coming to you to try and throw cassidy under the bus of right. course shanae is coming over to you to throw elizabeth under the bus like this is literally the way that the show is designed this right. is exactly what they wanted to happen so like you i feel like you have to take everything with like a grain of salt mm-hmm. and you have to really think about it like not sit here and overanalyze it because it's not that deep but it's like right. the, why is why is sierra coming over here and telling you this now obviously because she wants this girl gone like right. no one comes and tells you something being genuine they're gonna act like it and they're gonna play it off like that's what they're doing but no if me and kristen are over here competing for clayton i'm not gonna be like i care about you so much i just wanted to tell you that kristen actually has a boyfriend no i want that bitch gone <laughs> Like, that's what it boils down to. So I think he needs to just, like, take those things into consideration sometimes. Cassie, I don't know if you realize this, but um, I think you may have just set a world record. For what? It only took you two episodes to understand, like, the whole... like logic and premise behind the bachelor the and how everything works and what everyone's motive is let me take you two episodes i've cracked the code yeah and that did not take long at all are you going to be like drop. bored now because you know like you everything. you're gonna sense everything that happens i just cracked it all i don't know i feel like these girls might might shake it up this season i feel it they feel a little this whole bunch just feels like there's like like they're coke and mentos and we're just waiting for the reaction to happen just so much chaotic energy exactly oh a hundred percent not that i can really compare it to anything but that's just how i feel about these women right now see right now we're getting the chaos there's 28 women in the house it's just chaotic they're all fighting over him 
And then eventually we'll figure out like who the actual real ones are. But for now, we're just going to sit back and we're going to enjoy the dumpster fire and just watch these women try to ruin each other's lives, basically. And you know what? It's worked for the past 15 to 20 years. So who am I to to question it? Yeah, I think this is actually this might be the 20th year of The Bachelor. I think it started in 2002. Um, Insane. Something like that. So, I mean, which also I want to go back um, and confirm something that we talked about last episode in terms of Jesse Palmer. He is married, but not to the woman that he got engaged to on The Bachelor. Okay, but that's so weird because I was even thinking about in the episode tonight, I felt like they kind of implied that he did. Like, I feel like if he had married that woman that he ended up with on The Bachelor, they would have like expanded on it. But he was like, yeah, I'm happily married, happily married. He's married to a model. And the woman who he was engaged to at the end of The Bachelor, they were together for like a few months and then broke up. ABC's lying to us on that front. Um, what a scam. So I just wanted to clear that up. And if anyone really thinks that Jesse Palmer is out here with his bachelor boo, they're wrong. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Cause I do remember them talking about that in the episode a little bit. And I was like, wait a minute. Um, so trying there, to manipulate me. Is there anything else about this episode that you wanted to finish off with? I would just say I definitely enjoyed this episode more than the first one. Um, you know, that could have been the wine that I drank that had been open since New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. It could have been Cassidy and Shanae just really bringing it all together for me. Um, regardless of what the the reasoning was, I enjoyed it. I hey. am um, more so looking to the next episode, which will not be next week, but the week after. Mm-hmm. Um, and excited to see what is to come if this is the second episode. I am so happy that you're excited for what is to come. It's not fun in the moment to watch The Bachelor, but it's still just like, I need to know what happens. And like, you care about whether you love them or hate them. You still care about these women. You're like, I need to know what happens because I'm either going to love what happens or it's going to infuriate me to my core. And we are just so lucky now that we have a platform where we get to discuss these things. Exactly. Yeah, it's so lucky. It makes it all worth it. I know we do it for you. We do it for you guys, the fans. So if we don't have Bachelor next week, which would be January 17th, I guess we'll need to watch something else for next week's episode. So in our DMs, as you guys slide in, Mm -hmm. we have gotten multiple requests for the same show. And so, Kristen, I'm thinking maybe we should do Selling Tampa. Yes. Yes. I would love to. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm a huge fan of of Selling Sunset since the first season. I've just thought it's phenomenal. I love the conspiracy theories that none of these ladies are actually realtors. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started. That's a whole that's a whole nother thing. Okay. Um, so I have not seen Selling Tampa yet. I am very excited. Um, No one loves a good binge more than myself and Kristen. So Mm -hmm. we're very excited next week to completely binge watch the whole season on Netflix and 
talk to you guys about it. And now this will be fun because the roles will be reversed because I didn't see Selling Sunset. <gasps> so I don't really know. Like, I know that they're realtors, but that's pretty much the extent of it. So I'm excited to jump into like this new universe and get some good girl boss drama yes i almost am like about to get off of here right now and start so that will be on next wednesday the 19th um so please if you want to watch along with us um and watch um selling tampa between now and then or if you've already watched it be ready um for us to talk about it i have no idea what to expect so this will be really when we finally sit down and get a chance to talk about it yeah and what I'm hoping from you guys who have uh, I mean we literally had like four or five different people specifically request selling Tampa so I'm excited to do something that has been requested since we kind of you know chose the first one ourselves so what I personally would really love to do Kristen if you think this sounds like a fun idea I would love people who have already seen it to like send in questions that you want us to answer after watching it asking our opinion or a certain situation scenario, you know, sending it in and and letting us know what you want us to specifically talk about. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, it'll be so fun because I don't know. I don't know where it's going. I don't know what to expect. Yeah. So if there's anything that y'all really thought was interesting on Selling Tampa or like, you know, what did you think of so-and-so? I would love to talk about it. So you can either um, slide into our DMs um, on Instagram. Our Instagram is at a case, the number four, the FBI, or you can send us an email if you feel like you have so much that you want to tell us that it might be a little bit too long for a DM. And our email address is a case, the number four, the FBI at gmail.com. So if you want to send in some things you want us to specifically talk about, some questions you want us to answer, anything that you want to share with us, other shows you want us to watch, talk about, all of the above, you know, definitely hit us up on Instagram or send us an email. We love hearing from you guys. And it's been really fun interacting with y'all. I don't know if y'all saw tonight, but one of my favorite Bravo accounts shared one of our memes about Bachelor yeah, Monday. We made so- it. We did it, Joe. So definitely a lot of exciting stuff going on. And it's all because you guys are simply the best. Yes. And I wanted to give a shout out to Maggie, our good friend, Maggie. She sent us the sweetest little email that with the subject, I stand. Um, and in the body, it says, can't wait for January 12th for episode Aww. number two. So shout out to Maggie um, for the love. Thank you to everyone who's out there loving on us in, in one way or another. Yeah, guys. So um, again, just plugging one more time. You can follow us on Instagram at a case for the number four the FBI. And you can send us an email at any time at a case number four the FBI at gmail.com. We are excited to do something a little bit different next week for you guys. I personally am excited that I have something to binge and thank you guys so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.